friends, it's me, Katie Ann, and your host of the Full Confidence Ahead podcast, where we go on a journey together tackling the fears of life from family relationships to finance, from careers to community. You guys, we have one of the most incredible women that I have never met until today, <laughs> but have known about for a long time. Uh, we have Nancy Wilson with us. And man, if you want to have powerhouse women, we have got one in our midst. So Nancy, do you just want to say hi really quick? Hello. Thank you for having me. You guys, we are in for a treat. Not only is this woman the Director of Marketing and Community Engagement at the Credit Union Association of New Mexico, but she's also the Director of Marketing and Community Engagement at University Federal Credit Union in Grand Forks, North North Dakota. So yes, she works not only two jobs, but at two states. And on top of that, she's a keynote speaker and has been for six years. She speaks about the power of positivity and leadership and you can imagine to sneak away for 30 minutes to be on the podcast is a little bit difficult balancing all that. And yet she's here to truly give us a treat. So Nancy, thank you so, so much for being on here with us. Oh, I'm completely honored to have even been asked. So thank you so much, Katie. We are just so excited to jump into this conversation, but before we do, we're going to have a moment for our sponsors and then podcast listeners, you are in for such a treat to have our guest Nancy with us today. After every episode, I'm amazed at what each of our guests have accomplished in their lives. They inspire me to go for my dreams and seize opportunities. The reality of life is that every opportunity and dream has a financial implication, and knowing how to manage and grow your money will not only help you achieve your goals, but also get to them faster. Utah Money Moms has been a resource for me to learn how to better manage my money and turn my dreams into reality. Their website is full of interactive material to engage all learning styles. My favorite resource is their free monthly webinars where I can listen and have my questions answered by financial counselors and educators. Head on over to utahmoneymoms.com or utahmoneymoms on Instagram to access free empowering material. Again, that is utahmoneymoms.com or utahmoneymoms on Instagram. Okay, we are back from our break, and we are so excited. Nancy, first off, we have to know, okay, I just want to know, how do you time manage all of this before we kind of get into the power of positivity? Like, this is crazy. Going through your intro and reading about you is like, how does she do it? (laughs) Uh, Well, I would say crazy. I'm crazy. Um, No, I would say um, when you have passion for what you do, time management comes easy. And I love what I do. So it doesn't really feel like work to me. It just feels like passion and action. Okay, that is so cool. I want like that on a poster by my wall, like passion and action. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's amazing. How did you end up to where you are? How did you find that passion? Because I know a lot of people are still trying to find that job or that area where they they feel that passion. Did you just fall into um, the credit union area and marketing and community engagement? Or did you, how did you find that? It was completely organic. I had never been in finances ever. In fact, I think if you would ask my math teachers growing up and ask, well, Nancy end up in finances, they would laugh you out of the room. Uh, I ended up in a credit union because I had fallen on some hard times. I was having some medical issues that I just couldn't keep up with financially. So I had gone into my bank that I was actually banking with for a long time, asked for a small loan 
for my medical bills and also to bribe my son with a little bit of a Christmas. And they did what they always do, right? They went to the universal copy machine and judged me all the way back to the desk where he sat across from me. And I'll never forget it because he said to me, not only will I not give you this loan, you probably will never own your own home either. Uh, I was devastated. I held back my tears, which I am proud of because I am an empathetic person. I am a, a feeler. And I pulled my funds and I went to uh, a newly opened credit union in town. I told the exact same story. And the difference was that she teared up. I got the loan. I paid it off. And I realized how impactful that was on my life. So I wanted to be a part of it. So when they had an opening position uh, for a teller, I applied and I worked my way to where I'm at now. That's the most beautiful story. It also shows your resilience too. If not, you know, I think so many of us would hear that and just say, okay, like, well, I guess I'll never get that loan. Um, but you did something about it and then you ended up working in it and now you're the director of, well, this, that's beautiful. I, I absolutely love it. And I, I, I think that situation and that even uncomfortable situation, because right, that's when we grow is when we're uncomfortable. And I, and I think that situation for giving me the gusto to actually apply for something that I had no uh, experience in. I ended up two years after I got that loan from the credit union buying my own home. And I did send that banker an open house invitation. I just had a way to let him know that his crystal ball was wrong. Nancy, that's so awesome. <laughs> I love that. You know, if so many of us could do that in life and be like, you know what? They, so many people predicted their own crystal balls of like how our lives will turn out. And yeah. you just said, in also a gracious way, not in like a mean or harmful way, just like, oh, really? Come <laughs> <laughs> have some snacks in my new home. <laughs> I love that. I just love your... your you're push forward. Okay, Nancy, I really want to talk to you about the power of positivity because there's a line that I know is on like your LinkedIn and you use a lot and, and I'm going to quote it here so our podcast listeners can hear it. But when I was introduced to you and, and heard about you, this line just struck me and it's, you're responsible for the energy that you bring into the room, write your purpose in pen, write your path in pencil. So tell me like why and how you've adopted that. And I just really want to harness and help us harness today that power of positivity that you obviously had in your story of, you know, switching over (laughs) not only industries, but getting your own home, getting that job, working your way up at that resilience. Um, But start us off with that quote. So the you're responsible for the energy to bring, that you bring into the room. I love that because there are so many aspects in life that you have absolutely no control of. Um, but the energy and the vibe that you bring to an atmosphere, a room, a situation, you have control over that. And I find that kind of magical that you can really alter the state of someone's day, alter the state of an atmosphere, a work environment, a relationship, simply by being an energy that you would want to be around. So that's what that kind of stands for, for me. As far as writing your purpose and pen and and your path and pencil, having goals is awesome, but knowing that in order to get to those goals, you may have to switch and pivot. Any friends, friends fans out there, you have to pivot, um, turn around or even do a cha-cha into the next lane. So set your goal 
and, and write that in pen, but know that the path to get there needs to be in pencil. You have to be flexible and secure in what you want to achieve it. I love that. I'm like, ooh, I think my life is a lot of cha-cha into that next <laughs> way. <laughs> I've that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Same, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is so beautiful. So you're saying that have these goals, but kind of the way we get to them or get through life, be flexible with that. Absolutely. We are hardwired to, most of us anyway, are hardwired to want to plan. We want to know if we're going to go to A to Z, what does that path look like for us? And the truth of the matter is nobody knows. We only are responsible for moment by moment by moment. And so that path to get from A to Z, when it's in pencil, you're going to do a little bit of erasing, and that's okay. Sometimes backtracking, sometimes zigzag, and yes, sometimes cha-chaing, but you'll get there. And as long as you're flexible and you're writing and you know that that path is in pencil, it's not permanent. You're going to get to your goal. That is so cool. I just love that. That also, I feel like, gives that just gave me permission to have grace in my life to kind of go through the messy moments right I I love that you said moment to moment has that kind of taken off pressure of your life having that point of view absolutely I you know I think there are so many ways I use hardwired a lot because as humans we are so hardwired to do certain things certain ways and we're also our worst enemies. We put so much pressure on ourselves, unneeded pressure, uh, like there's going to be some sort of award for getting through that that pressure that we put ourselves in. Um, so adapting that flexibility is, I'm a, work, I'm a work in progress, right? I, I still like to have that control. I still want that control. But I'm learning to let go and let life live. That's so beautiful. I, I'm a planner, so you're speaking right to me today. I'm like, yes, I'm like my little soul is feeling calmer. Like every word is calming me. That is so stunning to me. So with that, now now we kind of have this idea of like, okay, we're penciling in our journey in life, so we're we're chachaing through the lanes yeah. of life. <laughs> So how do you maintain positivity and how do you harness that power? Um, how What's your journey to finding positivity? Um, and what can you teach us about it? Because I definitely want to hear. <laughs> well, I, I have to start out by saying that I'm not always positive because I'm human. And there are days where I wake up just like everybody else and I'm like, I really don't want to adult today. I don't want conversation. I don't want to do anything. Um I mean, I'm human, so that's a given. But I know that each and every day and each and every moment of every day, every day, I have the opportunity to write my story. And that's what I'm in charge of. I'm the director of my day. And I get to choose who the players are, who I communicate with, how I communicate with them. And that's the way that I cultivate positivity. I want people to feel good walking away from me. I want to feel good walking away from the conversation. I want to write that part of that story uh, and be responsible for that vibe. And I kind of, that's how I cultivate the the positivity in my life is just by having those interactions and letting them play out organically. Mm. You're speaking a really interesting way of like, you are really taking responsibility for your day and your actions. 
which is really interesting, especially in this day and age. I feel like it's so normal to not take responsibility. Um, Even just the way that we speak to each other, we kind of, um, it's a lot more passive talk. And you're telling us like, one of the best ways to be positive and to be uh, have that joy around is to take control. Say like, okay, my day, I'm the director, I choose. Is that right? That's so right. I, I think I kind of envision it like a garden. Your day is a garden and it's your responsibility to cultivate the flowers, to make them grow, to make them happy, to speak to them kindly. There are situations that, of course, are going to arise in your day that test that. Um, and I have found that I kind of like those challenges to see how I can navigate in a way that makes me proud. Accountability brings authentic, authentic relationships, authentic communications um, have brought me such joy in my life because the people that I have had conversations with in the grocery store or at an airport are all of a sudden people I talk to on a daily basis because we've had that moment where we were just real together. And I think that uh, giving someone that gift of being able to be who they are around you and be positive about who they are and lifting them up, um, that's a gift that we can give anybody we interact with, even people that are maybe not so willing to give it back. Okay, that's a really cool visual, the garden, because there is a lot that a gardener can do to cultivate and make sure that their plants and their their garden is successful. And yet also, there's also weather conditions that they can't control. So there's like the two sides, because I, I love that there is a lot that the gardener themselves can control. And then there are sometimes things that you're like, okay, that's out of my control. But I also know that I could have done the best that I could have in that situation. Mm-hmm. That's such a beautiful visual just to have with your day-to-day. It has absolutely helped me to uh, own up to to how I behave and how I treat people. It is easy to fight mean with mean. It is much more challenging to come up with a way that makes you proud to walk away from that situation. And it's my responsibility to myself to be proud of what I'm putting out there. That is so beautiful. How did you develop this mindset? Because I feel like this is unique, in, especially in today's world, to take that much responsibility for your own positivity. Um, how did where, where was your journey on this to positivity? So I have, I have always been, I, I will talk freely about this. I have always been a chunky girl. I have been a big girl my whole life. And with that has come some situations that are unkind. I can think of one that really changed me in an airport. Um, and it actually was when I was the last one getting on the plane, there was one seat left, full plane. And a lady realized that she was going to be sitting by me. Uh, and she announced to the whole plane that she was not going to sit by that fat woman, that she had paid for her seat and didn't pay for me to spill over it inside of her seat. It was just humiliating. And I wanted the plane floor to open up and suck me in at that moment. And I realized there was nowhere for me to go. I had to sit by her. Nobody was willing to change or switch or, or be kind enough to say, Hey, you know, that's my seat. You take my, you know, there was, there was that situation where I thought, okay, this is what I would do differently if I were hearing this. Uh, And then I decided right then and there, and I can't tell you what clicked for me, 
but something did. And I sat beside her and she continued on just being completely mean and terrible. And at one point I put my hand on her leg and I said, I don't know who has hurt you, but I'm so sorry. And I told her my name. I told her a little bit about me and she completely stopped talking because I made myself human to her. I was no longer that woman that was sitting by her in the plane that, that was too heavy for her liking. Uh, I was a human being and somebody had hurt her. And I realized then that hurt people hurt people. She was hurting from something else. I re-represented something in her life that made her uncomfortable, that made her, uh, triggered her, something. I realized then and there that it was okay to speak my truth kindly in the face of unkindness. And that's kind of where my journey started. Nancy, that just like, makes me really teary. Um, <laughs> that's beautiful. Of Just your response in that circumstance shows so much depth of character and I'm sure also just years of I I'm just amazed how you could turn sadness into um an act of beautiful kindness like that's so rare it it was probably the most difficult thing that I ever did because it you know instinct my instinct was to be mean back uh, which is not my character, but I was embarrassed, right? I was I was mortified. People were listening. Nobody was helping. But in that moment, I realized there was no escaping. I was on an airplane, and I either could face this head on or cry beside her. And what would that do for either one of us? So I listened to her for, for a while before I, I said what I said. And she never said another word, so I must have said something that uh, resonated with her, but I humanized myself, and I realized that when people are mean and you turn around and you say, hi, my name is, you become something different than something that has triggered them from their past. Mm. I want to ask more about like that humanizing, because that's that's stunning to me, because that's so true. It's... Um... I feel like you see it a lot on social media as well, because when it's just a picture, it's not necessarily superhuman. So what is the best way to make authentic connections with people? I think sometimes you have to lead by example with being vulnerable. Um, One of my favorite speakers, of course, is Brene Brown. And she, she speaks to my absolute soul, which I'm sure she speaks to a million people's soul. But I have really adapted that vulnerability and being able to talk about the things that maybe either embarrass people or they're thinking and they live every day, but nobody has said it out loud. Uh, I write articles for a website called See You Insight, and I'm, I write about this, the realness. Um, I wrote one called My Credit, My Credit Score is Not Perfect because it's not. Uh, I am a human being despite my, my situation, despite my health, despite my uh, titles. Uh, I am an absolute human being and I'm not perfect. And by sharing that with people and being open enough to say, hey, credit scores are a touchy thing for people and a private thing for people and being able to say, mine got screwed up and it was because of health and I'm still digging out of it gives people a moment to exhale and say, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. And those are the moments, those articles are the moments where I get the most emails and say, thank you for saying that. I I, I felt the same. I, I just can't say it. It's embarrassing. I don't want people to be embarrassed 
around me. I want them to be able to be who they are and know that I'm going to lift them up. Mm, that's beautiful. How did you find the bravery within you to be able to say those things about yourself? Because I totally tend to be that person of, oh, for the first thing, like, I don't want people to know, you know? Like, um, and it's really hard for me to express those moments or things. So how did you find that bravery? I think... I think in just knowing that I knew I wasn't alone. I knew that there were people out there that struggled just like I did to really tell their truth in an authentic way that didn't make them feel less than. And I kind of started that through my articles with CU Insight, um, just talking about sometimes funny things or things that I've done that nobody would admit to because it's so embarrassing, but I will. Um, those kind, It kind of started with that. Uh, and then it got serious for me last year because I uh, went to the doctor and when I went to a routine appointment and I came out with cancer. And I remember going to work right after my appointment, right after I had found out and I, I told my, my boss, um, I have cancer and I can't lose my job. That's the first thing I said to her. And so I wrote an article called, um, I'm your employee and I have cancer. I'm your member. I have cancer and talked about what it felt like to not only hear that news, but all of a sudden, all of the world just fell onto my shoulders. Like, what am I going to do? I have a family, I have a job. I have so many plates spinning and I can't stop them spinning. This is my life. And that really, it was a way for me to tell that it was happening to me. And it was a way for me to share and be vulnerable with whoever read that, uh, to know that it's okay to not be okay. And that really changed things for me and the way that I relate and the way that I share. Oh my goodness. That the, the fact that that was your response to, to finding out the news of having cancer, um, you turn to empathy of writing down your story instead of just um, turning inward to that hurt as well. That mm-hmm. that is just stunning. Have you always been? Did you have you felt like empathy has been a skill that you've worked on throughout your life? I think empathy's been something that has been in the very fiber of who I am my whole life, but I didn't know what it was. Uh, You know, growing up, it was you're too sensitive or you take on other people's problems or you uh, care too much. I got that a lot. I didn't know what that meant. I really didn't know how to be any different, but I was kind of told through my school years not to be that toughen up. You know, you can't, life is tough. You can't be, you can't care about everyone. And I guess as an adult, I want younger kids to know. I want children to know, teenagers to know. And I want adults to know that being empathetic is, it takes courage and it takes bravery and it takes, um, it takes moxie and I'm proud of it now. And it was, it's been a journey to get there. That is so beautiful. You know, there is this very, um, what's the word of this kind of toxic, toxic strongness and we need strength. And I remember writing in my journal the other day and you're kind of describing this too. Um, I I wrote this at strength or let's see, uh, crying is not the antithesis of strength. 
Um, because I think sometimes we've, we've set up this, this thing of maybe empathy and strength are the antithesis of each other. And I actually think empathy is a strength, right? There's different types of strengths and it's one of them, um, that empathy is a way to be, because it toughens our society because it bonds us together in communities, um, has, has that brought you closer to certain people that strength in your life of empathy? Yes, uh, it it has probably created the most authentic and blessed relationships that I could have ever prayed for, honestly, uh, from people that I just have met on LinkedIn to people that I meet in the grocery store. Um, I have I have realized that empathy is the superpower that really bonds people together if you can look at someone and say oh my gosh I don't know what to say but I'm going to stand here with you and you say whatever you need to there's something there's something magic about that I see I use magic a lot because I really feel like it is I feel like giving someone else permission to feel in front of you is it's like taking that mask off, right? That, oh my gosh, I have to be professional. I have to be perfect. I have to do everything right. I can't make mistakes. Uh, I love talking about the mistakes that I make because we all do. And it is okay to make mistakes. So giving someone that safe place, even if it's that safe moment, to be absolutely 100% beautifully human is a gift that we can give each other. Is there things that we can say or do to better cultivate empathy? Like if I'm in a situation and, and my friend has some bad health news or what, what is something that I can do to better be empathetic for them? You know, I think a lot of people sometimes get caught up in what do you say? What do I say? I need to say the right thing. I need to, or I need to fix it. Uh, when people are, sharing with you tough times, devastating times, private times, they're really just looking for someone to listen. And it's okay to just listen. I think we get uncomfortable with the silence sometimes because we feel like we're fixers, right? We're all trying to fix and patch everything up. And we especially want to do that for someone that's sharing something painful with us. But the best thing that you can do is just look them in the eye I'm a, I'm a demonstrative person, so I am a toucher. I, I will put my hand on your hand and just let you know I'm there. I may not know what to say. I can't fix it, but I'm there. And in this big old world, knowing that someone is listening to you and only to you at that moment, that's important. That's just stunning. Nancy, you're just this beautiful soul. And I just oh want to clone you so we can have one of you. <laughs> like your influences in North Dakota, your influences in, in New Mexico, but we just need one of you like in every state and in every country. So <laughs> Don't ask my husband that. I think he's going to be you. Well, we're glad, though, that you've been on our podcast because you've helped us become more empathetic like you. So if we can't clone you, we'll take that, which is pretty good. (laughs) As we wrap up, we want to ask you, and I'm so curious to know, too, we ask all of our guests the same question, and that is, what is one piece of advice you'd give your younger self to boost your confidence? I would tell her that it doesn't matter what size you are. 
it doesn't matter the circle that you surround yourself, the cool kids or the not cool kids or the drum or the band. It doesn't matter because when you grow up, you're either going to be who you are destined to be or continue to try to be liked all the time. And trying to be liked all the time is exhausting. So I would tell that little girl just to be who you are and the right people will be around you. That is so stunning. You've just had all these stunning nuggets of advice (laughs) and beautiful things. And we know that a lot of our podcast listeners are going to want to hear a lot more from you frequently. (laughs) I know that you are on your LinkedIn, but what what are ways that they can connect with you? Well, I, I am one of those rare people that I I will give my cell phone number um, and I will give my uh, email, my email anytime. And actually, um, I have several, so <laughs> I would have to figure out which one to give. Um, but LinkedIn, Facebook, um, those are my big, my big ones right there. I just, I like to share on there. I've connected with people that I never would have in a million years had I not been on those platforms. I encourage people to reach out to me because I I will respond. Uh, and I really don't need to know you to, to have you share something with me that you need to get off your chest. I have it happen a lot, and I feel honored for that. So if you see me on LinkedIn, add me. If you see me on Facebook, add me. Uh, we are already friends. Oh, you are such a wonderful, wonderful person. So everyone, that's reminder, that's Nancy Wilson. And on Facebook or on LinkedIn, she's just got a darling profile and her smile is so bright and she's got her glasses on and you'll know it's her. You'll you'll see it and you'll be like, oh, yep. Yeah, that's the girl. That's the woman I want to be my friend. You'll know it. Well, Nancy, thank you so much for being on with us today. It is just an honor to hear your stories. I feel so touched and honored that I got to hear parts of your stories. Um, and that you were vulnerable with us and taught us. So truly, thank you so, so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Katie. This has been absolutely wonderful. And I, I got to meet you, and I get to meet you in person soon. So that's amazing. I'm so excited for a little background. Um, Nancy and I get to go to um, to the CRASH, the Governmental Affairs Conference, which is we're both in the credit union industry, and we got chosen to go. And so that's how we connected a couple weeks back. And I am so grateful that she's coming to my life. We're finally going to get to meet a person. So everyone from the podcast can just cheer for that because I am so excited. I am too. I am too. I already have a friendship bracelet waiting. Oh my gosh. I am so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, friend. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Katie. I appreciate it. After every episode, I'm amazed at what each of our guests have accomplished in their lives. They inspire me to go for my dreams and seize opportunities. The reality of life is that every opportunity and dream has a financial implication, and knowing how to manage and grow your money will not only help you achieve your goals, but also get to them faster. Utah Money Moms has been a resource for me to learn how to better manage my money and turn my dreams into reality. Their website is full of interactive material to engage all learning styles. My favorite resource is their free monthly webinars where I can listen and have my questions answered by financial counselors and educators. Head on over to utahmoneymoms.com or utahmoneymoms on Instagram to access free empowering material. Again, that is utahmoneymoms.com or utahmoneymoms on Instagram.
Thanks for listening in on the Full Confidence Ahead podcast. Weekly on Tuesdays, we'll continue our journey of confidence together through new interviews and insights. Make sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on the latest conversations and confidence boosts. And by the way, you got this because you deserve to live life full confidence ahead. See you next week.